Welcome to yet another episode of the Ricky Williams Trilogy. Of course, you're here with John B. Easy Durnell as well as Duke Thompson. And guess what, everybody? We've got Super Bowl fever. That's right. Two teams will be playing in the Super Bowl. Will it be either one of our teams? No. So we're not going to talk about the Super Bowl anymore. What we are going to do, talk about the racism in the NFL. That's right, folks. The NFL is racist. Why? Why is the NFL racist? Well, it's not because of them hiring countless African-American men to play a gladiator sport in which they slam their bodies into each other at high rates of speed in which the few Caucasian people out there are in the spots in which if you touch them, it is a penalty. By that, I mean your kickers, your punters, and your quarterbacks. It's kind of bullshit. But anyway, folks, there is inherent racism pretty much already in the damn game. And you see it out there on the field. Now, there are some white players that mix it up with the boys. I won't say that they're not. Your Watts families, you know, they're the, those guys are out there taking hits, you know, with the best of them. Actually, they usually mostly deliver it. But you know what I'm saying? You know, occasionally you'll have an offensive lineman or two out there that do wear the Caucasian skin. But you know what you don't see a lot of? Brown coaches, everybody. That's right. Head coaches are few and far between. Mike Tomlin, and that's your list. So once you get to that point in time in the NFL, things are pretty bad when your list is a Negro man. We're going to go to our resident whitey, Duke Tom. <laughs> <laughs> it was inappropriate, but funny. Thank you. For the Congress people, because we're a free speech zone. We have to laugh sometimes. I mean, you could have called me a cracker. Could have called me in. You went with Whitey. Or, I did. or, you know, I don't know any other fucking white people. <laughs> I could have called, yeah. called you a spook, you know, you know. Old school, like you know, uh, all in the family honky. Yeah, there you go. Now that's that's good old school right there. Well, thank you for. Let's get all that out for HR. Uh, but <laughs> moving on up, man. There we go. There we go. Now, now that we've called white people all the bad names, let's go to you. Why are you guys not hiring black people? Because you're going to have to represent all white people right now. Uh, Australians, you know, they annoy me, but you know, whatever. Wait a second. Now they're fun loving. Now, granted, they're kind of pretty racist. I mean, they really are. I mean, they force their uh, indigenous people out of the cities and uh, actually are upset when they do come into the city. Um, and it's very, it's very bad. I don't, we really shouldn't dwell too much on that, but yes. I like Australians. They're fun-loving, good-natured people, but I do understand they have some racial tendencies. But I did get grinded on by a random Australian woman in, in Vegas one time, and I think she was game for a little bit of deep dicking. Anyway. Uh... <laughs> well, that's the truth, though, because she probably wanted that. You know? she's like, why, hey, else, why else did she thrust her backside into my crotch on the elevator? You just get on the elevator like, damn, bitch. You just throw your coochie at me. And I was being sexually assaulted. In a fun way. 
definition of sexual assault. <laughs> if you weren't quite looking for it and it was unprovoked, yes, that is sexual assault, Chuck. I, I was just standing there and she was like, look at this chocolate man and threw it back. Now, I didn't, I said no, I didn't say anything to her. She just looked at me and gave me the eyes and just was like, all right, then I'm like, whoa, I don't know what I did to give you that impression. But all right, then, you know, that should be racist. <laughs> she did. She didn't. She didn't use the terminology, this chocolate man, but it was understood in her eyes and behavior that you know that's what was going down but either way that's not important we got off on a tangent of australian people and that could be our only fans we have like seven fans they could all be australian and now we've lost them but if they're new zealanders they're still listening all right so let's give it up to the kiwis out there uh that i'm sure are not giving a shit about american football but anyway folks yes uh but back to flores yes well, no, not to Flores, to the racism of the NFL. Why are they not hiring black coaches? Because they don't want black coaches to succeed. That's it. Because then you'd have to hire more. They don't want the co- the face of the team being a black coach, even though all your players are 90% black. It's awful. It's awful. I mean, why do we have no problem with Mike Tomlin? Huh? Is it the results? Is that what's up? Is that why? If you just look away from a skin color, he's fucking probably one of the greatest coaches of all fucking time. I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with his coaching, nor the coaching of some of these other black coaches who got like a one-and-done kind of contract where it's like, oh, well, you didn't win the Super Bowl this year. Maybe you'll get him next time, champ. It's like, how many of these other coaches win the Super Bowl their first year of being hired, man? You can't put people to that kind of standard. Well, there's three examples just this year alone. The Houston Texans coach that was an intern coach and took that team to like five wins without Deshaun Watson. The Brian Flores and the uh, uh, Las Vegas Raiders coach who deserved to get another shot after almost getting that team into the fucking postseason. So there's three examples of just straight racism. Why you have all these other shitty coaches who should be fucking fired but are not because oh it like it took Urban Meyer fucking sexually assaulting a girl in a bar before he his ass got fired. Wait a second, actually that's not what got it. he got terminated for kicking a player. He was allowed to sexually assault someone in a bar. Um, he had to go Bobby Knight on somebody to fucking get fired. Yeah, well, well, yeah, and that's terrible. And and you know, Joe Judge wasn't even going to get fired until he got himself fired by just doing terrible play calling and just abandoning the team and just being like, I don't want to coach anymore. They they really were just like, all right, if you're going to behave like that, because I mean, they said we're going to bring back you and Daniel Jones. And I think homie was like, dude, Daniel Jones is not the way I'm leaving. Good on him for doing it the most respectable way possible by just being like, I'm going to stop coaching properly. And maybe they'll understand. I don't want to come back. But like, I'll tell you right now, New York ain't going to hire nobody Brown. You know, so like the thing is, there doesn't seem to be any team left that's going to be doing that at all. No, it's and just. The can- and, the, and the list of candidates is crazy. Not to mention like up and coming candidates, not to mention past coaches. I mean, the Romeo, I'm sure, is out there still. You know, Romeo, man, he's been around forever, dude. 
he I'm I'm sure he can get an opportunity. You know, yeah, he was a coach of the KC Chiefs during the most darkest timeline for the Chiefs. Yes, yes, there was a man who killed himself on the premises. I understand. I saw it, and he tried to save that man's life. He went above and beyond his fucking pay grade to be like, "No, this I want to save your life, even after you killed your woman." Wait, well, I don't know. Well, did they know that that at the time? Maybe they did, but either way. Regard, re, regardless of all of that, uh, that that's one coach that had, uh, doesn't get a chance. Hell, Cincinnati, a team that is unfortunately going to the Super Bowl, used to have a Brown coach. I mean, my goodness. But now, and, and they let him coach for what, like 13 almost years or some shit? Oh, uh, Levy? Yeah. Marvin? Marvin, yeah, he... He held on, dude. Uh, like even through the uh, Carson Palmer days, yeah, he, uh, he held on somehow. Um, was like, he there for Carson? There's no way he was there for Carson. Was he? I think you're making that up. But maybe I mean he was definitely through all that Andy Dalton nonsense and AJ Green, and he gave him some good years, man. Just you know, things fell apart. Andy Dalton, my bad. I got the two white quarterbacks confused. Yeah, exactly. I was like, Carson. I was like, good Lord, dude, that's a long time ago. Carson Palmer, who was ruined by the Pittsburgh Steelers on a dirty-ass play. But, you know, we won't talk about that right now. That's not important. But what we can continue to talk about, though, folks, is that, again, there is a lack of African-American representation. And we are sitting here in the beginning of Black History Month. And the list of black head coaches gets smaller and smaller by the minute. And the and the list of white coaches with no experience gets larger and larger every week. Now, at least the Vegas Raiders have hired someone that I can't be upset with as a hire. Josh McDaniels is a man who technically was already a head coach for Denver and technically a head coach for the Colts, but then said, go fuck yourself at the last minute, and then they hired Frank Wright. Uh, he did. He almost signed and was like, no, fuck you, I'm out. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I guess Bill must have been like, I might be leaving soon, and then Bill was like, ah, I like this Mac Jones. I'm going to stay forever. And he's like, all right, well, then fuck you, dude. I'm leaving with your old ass. So. I think, and I think a lot of it was that like Tom didn't get another one this year, so Bill's like, "Well, I can get seven two, and I can tie his ass." Like, and so like Josh is like, "Well, this motherfucker's gonna at least be here till he gets seven, so he might be dying on the field." So he's like, "I'm leaving, dude. I'm going to Vegas. I'm gonna see what I can get out of Carr in his last couple of years, and see if we can make this work." You know, but other than that, dude, I mean, the Bills. Had or Bills, what offensive coordinator? I think, or maybe it was their defense coordinator. I don't even know which coordinator it was. Bald looking bastard got hired for what? What reason? You know, the Bills. The Bills have been getting to the same spot and failing. If not, I mean, like, what? What did they do that deserves you to get a a job somewhere? I mean, it's just baffling, dude. Like, baffling. I don't know. I mean, I mean, the same could be said about Brian Left, which is like, what did you really do? I mean, Tom Brady was really probably calling a lot of those plays, but like, Eric Bieniemy definitely deserves at least a, a, a job somewhere, and we know he's not going to get the job in Minnesota. I mean, I well, supposedly I think it just said Hallboyle 
is going to the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, we know that. We so, knew that. Yeah, he's like, I, I fucking failed at Michigan, so now I'm going to go back to the pros and fail. <laughs> well, this was this was kind of like his last hurrah. I don't... I think you're going to be seeing a lot of coaches that have the potential to bail on college, bail on college. Because college is about to turn into the crazy-ass Wild West of fucking sports right now. And I love it. Dude, we're talking about money, and you don't have to stay at that school? Oh, my God, dude, this is about to get insane. This is four years of anarchy. Anarchy, my man. You're telling me that if I go and produce at a high level at some rinky-dink school and somebody notices that I can get paid out the next year without even having to sit out a year, they could be like, hey, man, you want to come play for my school? Here's $150,000. I'd be like, what? They'll be like, and a car. And I'd be like, what? And you can have a white woman. What? You know? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'd be like, this is outrageous. Of course I'm going to play for your school. I'll be like, get by, Rinky Dink School. You were very lovely while you were there. But this is, like, obviously a financial change I need to make, you know? I mean, they're talking about cars here. But, uh... Well, you know, uh, I would have to say it would be cool to see Deion Sanders is the coach at Jackson State, I believe. And, you know... It would be cool to see him go to a head coaching job within the next five years, man. You know, it depends on how long he what wants to What do you mean? Stay. He's in a head coaching job. What do you mean, in the NFL? Head coach, yes. Head coach he, of the NFL. Dude, he's not going to the NFL. Come on. It would be awesome. The dude. only reason why he's doing well is because he is in an HBCU. All right? And because of that... He's able to get top recruits that the other universities can't compete with because his ass is Deion Sanders. You know, so like it's a little different, you know. It's just not quite the same. It's not quite fair. But at the same time, it will be able to give him some sort of like understanding of the game a little bit more on that end of it. So maybe he can get an opportunity if he wanted to, but uh, it's just, I don't, I don't know about that, dude. I don't know. Well, I mean, Eddie George is the coach at TSU now, and who knows? He may. Eddie his- George doesn't have anything else to do with his life, and it's very obvious. It's fun, though. I mean, he doesn't have anything else to do. He, the man was on Broadway the man's now coaching. He does whatever he damn well pleases. He just, he just, he can't sit still. He's got to do. He's got an itch in its life, and he's always got to scratch at it. So, I don't, I don't even think he could even be at the coaching position long enough to be considered. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think he's gonna find something else he wants to do here soon. He's gonna be like, man, eh, I like stock car racing. He'll probably start doing that. Uh, Eddie George is a strange guy like that. But either way, man, I I think it's crazy that this is going down. I I think, hey, good on my man for suing the NFL. I mean, I mean the the nonsense about how like they claim these uh, Rooney Rule hires are just or the interviews are just shams, where they're just bringing in a black person just to like say that they did. 
and I'm pretty sure that's kind of what they're doing. Like, I mean, it's it's kind of obvious at this point. You know, they're like, hey, 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 we we flew this guy out here for no, and like, and that's almost more disrespectful to these black coaches who have to be like flown out to somewhere just so that they can sit in a chair in an office for like two minutes for them to be like, oh, okay, well, we, we're not going in this direction. And be like, what? We mean we're not going in this direction. Maybe I just sat down and we're like, yeah, well, I mean, we don't want the pilot to get off the plane. So if you would just get your ass back on it, and get out of here, that'd be nice. Yes. Uh, he Flores alleges that, as you said before, that, uh, through interviews with New England Patriots, Coach Bill Belichick, and other teams that, as dozens of other black men can attest, is obvious that the vast majorities of those interviews are performative box checking with no intention of them leading to a hire. So you did the Rooney Rule, check out, buy, we did our part. Yeah, it's, it's almost like the Rooney Rule made it more racist. It's just like now we got look, let's all right, first off, before we actually start hiring, find me a black person, bring them into my office. All right. And then afterwards, make sure you cleanse the office with sage, and then we'll bring in the white people that we're gonna hire. I mean, that's literally what it feels like they're doing. Yes, because why shouldn't these guys get I mean they're fucking qualified to be coaches, so Give them a fucking chance. What's the worst going to happen? Well, if they're qualified to be players for you, I think they should understand the game well enough to be able to at least be considered for coaching. You know, like, I mean, the NBA, I mean, they got black coaches all over the place. I mean, not as many as they probably should, but they definitely have enough where it's not questioned. You know, Major League Baseball, you got your brown, you know, and not as many black as you probably would want, but there's not as many black players. Uh, but you still got people like Dusty out there. You know, good old Dusty Baker's still out there managing it up, you know. And then you have your Hispanic manager. So it's like there's still brown representation. And Dave Roberts is half black, half Japanese. So, I mean, look, look we'll take that too. But that's, but that, but they, but, but right there, I mean, in me listing two. In Major League Baseball, I'm already listing more than they have in all the NFL. You know, it's just like, come on. So it's fucked up, man. And, uh, and the rate and the ratio of player, you know, is so different. It's so vastly different. Like it'd be different if baseball was like 85% black and you know, there's only a couple of black and brown managers, but you know, it's like very low percentage black people, and they still have representation in baseball yet you can't seem to find a way to get some representation in the nfl get the fuck out of here it's just uh like i said we live in 2021 and we're still fucking actually we're in 2022 get your shit together (laughs) i would do one said yeah 2022 and we still fucking have to talk about this shit yeah yeah asshole your your birthday is literally Days away, days. Days away. Yeah, I don't. I don't want. You know, I'm just not thinking about it, man. Because you right. know, <laughs> literally, literally hours, hours uh, away. Seventy-two or shit like that. Yes, I don't Se- know. Seventy-two. <laughs> I think you're adding too many. 
Uh, I don't know, man. What day do you think you were born on? Fuck yeah, the third. <laughs> hey. Yeah, that's that's what I'm saying, dude. Like today's the first, and you're like 72 hours. That's like four days or something. <laughs> that's a lot of days. Oh, uh, it's like fifty something hours. Somewhere. Yeah, like, like anyway, but yeah, either way, happy early birthday, everybody, for Duke Thompson. Uh, Duke's going to be turning seventy-five. He's turning seventy-five, everybody. Ripe old age. Uh, doesn't look a day over ninety, but a day over ninety, man. I hope to live to ninety, so I can just fucking be saying all crazy shit. And I'll don't... tell you right now, the lives we lived, we're not getting to ninety. Uh, but uh, with that being said, though, uh, Jesus, we might, you know. Nah, okay. <laughs> I don't think I don't think he can save us. Maybe technology, cyborg technology, might keep us around. So you better hope for that, you know, robotic heart. More, more, more machine than man at some point. Yeah, if that's the if that's working, where it's just like only our brain is functioning, which will still be a very strange life to live. Uh, yeah, we'll get to ninety that way. Uh, <laughs> I thought it'd be more like Futurama, where you know we just put our heads in jars and shit. How do you think that's gonna work? Okay, that's not that does not even seem reason. We got to have other things pumping and doing all the other stuff, dude. We've We've pretty much discovered that you got to have some pretty core stuff to still be alive. It can't just be brain function. You know, we can't do that. Uh, but either way, uh, we're way off topic now because we're thinking about how Futurama can become real. I think that was just a joke on Walt Disney's frozen head for him to be restored. Uh, but like that has nothing to do with anything real that could happen. <laughs> that makes just fucking Walt Disney, man. Wait a second. You need to hit that inappropriate button now because that's alleged even though it's true. <laughs> alleged but true. Alleged but true. He's got receipts, y'all. Yeah, it's just alleged but true. Um, man, I, here's the thing, dude. NFL's probably not going to change anytime soon, and the more that they draw attention to it, the less they're going to give a damn. So I guess, unfortunately, that's just what we're going to have to deal with. The thing about the NFL is like they act like they care. Obviously, they have to act like they care. This is literally a sport where people are giving each other straight up concussions on a regular basis. You have to act. I got offended. I, I don't like all these fucking taglines like in racism and shit because it's on the back of Josh Allen's fucking helmet. And you brought up some like tweets that Josh Allen fucking said. Like, what? <laughs> as a kid and i'm like dude that guy should not be having that shit on the back of his fucking helmet you know like in josh allen how about that no no i get you i mean if he's old enough to be on twitter and i mean i guess at that point five-year-olds are on twitter but if you're old enough to to you know be playing if you if you're old enough to be recognized as an elite football player you're probably old enough to know better than to say some shit like that you know so it just like it bothers me because it's like you know all they're doing it is it's not like a grassroots thing of actual will change. They're just fucking slapping logos on t-shirts and selling it and shit. Like oh, like they do for breast cancel and shit. Oh yeah, look, you can spin your or support the troops shit. Like oh fuck off, dude. You don't. Yeah, I guess I guess we. I guess the NFL stopped caring about breasts. 
We haven't we haven't been doing any more pink for uh, breast cancer awareness. Uh, there ain't, ain't no money in that no more. You gotta go with the racism thing. Now. There's no money in saving breasts. I love titties. Oh well. But they finally let the woman referee in, and then they made a documentary about her struggle of being a fucking referee. It's like, okay, how about we fucking like get rid of all these old fucking referees who shouldn't fucking be on the field? How about well, that? They are making terrible calls and picking up flags that are. It just fell out. Like, what the fuck, man? You threw that fucking flag. And then you, like, got a call from New York saying, yo, man, you got to pick it up, dude. Oh, okay. I'm sorry, sir. My bad. I apologize. Yes. Yeah. I think the mob's involved in this one here, but that's not important. We won't. I don't want to get shot. <laughs> I don't want to get assassinated. That's right. <laughs> we do need to, I guess, talk a little bit about the bullshit that happened this past weekend. And the Kansas City Chiefs did lose to the Cincinnati Bengals, a game in which they were winning 21 to 3. They were ripping and running up and down the field. Nothing could be stopped. Then all of a sudden in the second half, they couldn't figure out anything. Patrick Mahomes decided to, instead of advancing down the field, scramble around over and over again in the backfield until he eventually became sacked. Where I'm like, why don't you just at least run forward? If you are able to run the 20, 45, 50 yards that you've done in the backfield, it's like he literally went right back to that damn Super Bowl in which he decided to just run around in the backfield forever and jeopardize the team. And he only does this once a year. And this time it was the ASC championship. Last year was the Super Bowl. What's going on where he thinks, okay, oh my God, my brain is broken. It's time to just run around in circles in the backfield until I get sacked. This is something he doesn't do throughout the whole fucking season but he somehow starts to do it near the end of the year it's so stupid too because he is literally staying back there for 10 seconds going back and forth waiting for something to fucking open it's like just throw it away start over again it's not fucking and then you take a sack for 15 fucking yards also too like what was it uh where they uh where they were going down the field, like they had the last possession before overtime. Like fucking Romo says, oh, well, you got to watch out. You don't want a strip sack to happen and a fumble. Sure enough, fucking Mahomes goes back 10 yards and somehow forgets to use his hands and drops the ball. Yeah, he literally just straight up dropped it. Like he didn't, the, ha- the hands weren't hit. He just decided to release it. He's like, it's hot potato. Like, what the fuck, man? Yeah, this is the most crucial part of the game, and you just think, no, I just don't have to have my hands on it. Like, I don't know, man. It's so shady. A lot of it does seem interesting, especially when you hear that a coach was offered $100,000 per game he loses. You know, like, when you hear nonsense like that, who knows what could have been said to the Chiefs players at halftime? You're up 3-21. to and some businessman comes in and says, hey, you guys want to end the year a little early? I know you guys want that Super Bowl, blah, blah, blah. But you know what? I have a little kid in a hospital in Cincinnati that's <laughs> dying, we'll say. I don't know who gives a shit. All I'm saying is I have money, and I can put it in an undisclosed bank account for all of you if you just take the dive. 
And it pretty much looks like they did. I mean, like only one catch for Hill in the second half. Kelsey, who was open at all times, barely was was barely being used. All time, like fucking he could have set a record for receiving. That's how fucking wide open he was. He dude. was constantly open. Patrick was like, I missed people on reads. I was like, you didn't even look at the people. I, I, I question a lot of what was going on, but I, I can't say for certain that he threw the game, but the Chiefs definitely lost that game more so than the Bengals won it. The interception that he threw to the one guy, he's only thrown to him three times this fucking year. And somehow you decide to throw it to him at a fucking very important part of the game when he was being covered, pretty hands, hands on. And there was a lot of shit that just wasn't called. I was like, dude, that's a flag. Oh, no, no, no. Oh, Bengals coming back. Dude, there was one flag that I thought was like, how is that not called? So the Bengals were lining up on defense, and it was, I think, in... It was the third or fourth quarter. The game wasn't over by any means, but, you know, like, the Bengals were were surging. And there's a point where an, one defender pushed the other defender into place. You know how, like, players will do. But when doing so, he pushed the guy so he fell off sides. And then the ball was hiked and nothing was called. And I'm like, okay, even if he didn't mean to go off sides because his fellow teammate pushed him off sides it's still off sides you know <laughs> like 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 that's still a penalty man yes and like there's another one where Andy Reid was pissed off because he saw the illegal formation and the Bengals picked up the first down and shit and I'm like and that's the and that's the one where they picked that that's one of the times I think they picked up the flag when was like, there was no penalty on the foot play. And it's like what? It was like fucking ten men on the fucking line. Like, well, that's an illegal formation. Oh uh, no, we ain't gonna call it because we need Joe Bo to be the next Tom Brady, so yeah. I just feel like this is the tuck rule from fucking twenty years ago. This bullshit of like Oh, look at him. He's like Tom Brady. He's so cool and calm and collective. And then all this other shit. Especially because they lost Tom Brady. They're losing Tom Brady, so they need to anoint the next one. And it's just like... Like, why? Just let this shit happen naturally. There will be someone who can win. Maybe he might be half black. I'm sorry, but if Patrick Mahomes is your new guy, then, I mean, you shouldn't... I mean, now, at this point... I can't really say anything about it because, I mean, Patrick's in on the take. If this is what it is, he's definitely on the take, man. It's like there's no way. I mean, again, dude, when he was in trouble, he didn't think to at at all run down the field. He stopped thinking about that. You were doing it the whole first half, but in the second half, you're like, oh, no, the pocket's breaking down. I guess I'll run around in circles. Like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, that's not even how you were playing the game before. Why would you now think that's the way to play it, especially with the lead? Just advance the ball, slide down, take your fucking six, seven yards, and run clock. Yes. It's like, I just don't get it because you've been, you've been playing, he's been playing football his whole fucking life. And it's like, 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 I don't understand what your reasoning is for 
just standing in the backfield and waiting for the fucking defense to come get close to you so what you can make it more dramatic? Like Yeah. Like, like what the fuck, Mahomes? Like seriously, you got this God given talent to throw the ball fucking underneath fucking defenders' legs and shit. I think I think there's I think there's I think something's going on again, dude. I think some shady. I mean, dude, there was that uh, that third down where like homie crossed the line and he got thrown back, and they gave him a terrible spot, and they were like, "No, he didn't get it." And I was like, "What are you talking about, dude? Like he was well across." And they had to like waste a challenge and shit on it, and I'm like, "Yes, I on the replay, like that's the first down, and then they moved the ball back." I'm like, "Whoa, yeah." <laughs> And I'm like, get out of here with this shit, dude. Like, get out of here with this. You're not even trying to keep this shit legitimate with that kind of nonsense, you know? Oh, dude. It's like that one fucking Titans game I remember where uh, it was against the Steelers, and we didn't get the first down. It was obvious that he didn't get anywhere close to the first down. And then you just see the ref, like, look around, and then move the ball a yard and a half forward to where they have to fucking measure it. I'm like, okay, I'm a huge Titans fan, but that's just fucking shady because he is well fucking short. Two yards short, dude. And they're like, oh shit, he looks around. I want to move it right here. We got to measure it. Like, no! You, you, you saw where the fucking ball was. He was obviously short and yet you fucking decided to do some shady shit. Like, and we have the technology to make this right, like you could put a microchip in the ball, use GPS, and fucking know exactly what the shit is. It, like even even more so, dude. With the camera angles and drones, we don't even need those referees. But the problem is, the referees give that human error, and with human error, bullshit can happen. And that's what it is, dude. And this bullshit is it thrives on it, man. Like there is one play where I saw some like clear and obvious holding that didn't get called and i was like mm. and then they called it later to try to like make up for it on a play that didn't really matter after after they're like well into scoring range it's like well that doesn't mean anything now like you know like you you call it later when the problem happened much earlier or like you know it's just like your, your makeup calls are bullshit but i don't i don't really care ultimately because i mean the chiefs won a super bowl recently so i'm fine with it I mean, I guess I guess the NFL hates Jimmy Garoppolo more than they hate black people. But um, in the game, dude, it's like that's all I ask. Like, just make it. And better. here's the thing: is like maybe that's why Tannehill behaved the way he did at the end of the game. Hey, because we they every single game was won on a fucking field goal. When was the last time that all the playoffs were this fucking close? Never. Dude, and that's because the week, the first week, wildcard week, they had blowouts and they probably were like, ooh, that could hurt our ratings. So then what happened? Four walk-offs. What happened the next week? The two tightest of games you could possibly have that shouldn't, one of them shouldn't even have been tight. There, there's, again, suspiciousness all around. All around. And now, I'm not saying that everybody it, take, but... Oh, no, 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 no. There's a lot of people in on the take. and Well, who are important enough to change the outcome of the game on the take, dude. Oh, of course they are. Of course they are. Now, here's, the, here's another thing that I think is also suspicious, is that 
For the past two years now, the team that's hosting these fucking Super Bowls are in it. Yes. Two years? Two years now? I mean, this is suspicious in every way. And then, like, for the Rams, now, granted, there's no way they were going to know Robert Woods was going to blow his leg out. But, like, the suspiciousness of them getting OBJ is kind of weird because it's like, okay, like, Cleveland was like, man, we don't want him anymore because we won't throw to him, which was apparently some beef that they were having. But, like, I wonder if that beef was an instigated problem so that he can get released and go to something like this, you know? And then Von Miller all of a sudden was tradable. Like, when did Von Miller become tradable? Like, the the Broncos all of a sudden were like, oh, Von Miller, you're being traded. Like, he had no idea what was happening. Like, you know, it's just some weird-ass shit. And he got exchanged for a second and third-round pick. Like, really? All these... Where the fuck are these Rams getting all these picks? They don't even have a first-round pick till fucking 2026. Well, what's really funny is that uh, they don't even have uh, Stafford here soon. I, speaking of the Rams, Matt, Matthew Stafford recently announced that he is considering the idea of retirement everybody the rams gave up everything to get this man and if he retires after just the one super bowl good on him uh especially if he wins uh if he loses uh, but he got there at least something he was never going to do with the detroit lions uh i don't know man like they traded. Uh, they traded two first round picks for Stafford and a third round pick. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I, I mean, they gave up a lot. They gave up a lot. Hope he retires on their ass. Just do it. Fuck you. I'm out. I'm going out on top. Yeah. Fuck you. You might as well. I mean, the man had been at the bottom of the barrel for so long, and then he. I mean, he gets to be out in L.A. for a little bit, and then you know he gets to leave. You know, because like one year in L.A. is probably cool. He, why do multiple years? It's just going to drain your money. You know, you'll make more money being anywhere else in the world, you know? So, especially as a millionaire, like I actually feel like LA is probably the worst place to be as a millionaire. It's not great to be here as a poor person, but even worse as a millionaire, because everything you do is like extremely expensive. Like we had this top golf event, dude, to play for like 45 minutes at Dodger stadium, dude, like some of the packages were like $800. 45 minutes just to go hit some fucking golf balls. Like, yeah. $100 just for, like, look, I'm a fan of golf, but that top golf shit, all I see is for drinking and having fun with your buddies. Like, that's it. Well, I mean, obviously, yes, that's the, that's the main idea. But, like, but the price tag on that stuff where I'm just like, dude, that's, so people what, like, are, sp- are you, are you playing, at, are you hitting golf balls at Dodger Stadium? Or, yeah, like, yeah, you're in the stadium. Like they're letting you up on the loge level. They set up a deck up there, and you were just hitting balls out into the field. Like you were hitting them like at targets out there. Yeah, that's not eight hundred dollars worth. Nah. <laughs> well, because you can even you can even use a driver because you couldn't go that far. I mean, you know, it's only a baseball field, so like, like people people were hitting the bleachers with like a driver, you know, or not a driver, a uh, you know, like a, an eight iron, dude. There's no need for a driver. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, if you were a skilled enough golfer, I mean, you're smacking the mess out of it with your lowest of irons. 
what's the uh out, what's the yardage in um uh Dodger Stadium, the center field? Well, well, you're not hitting from straight on cuz like you're hitting from like the loge deck out into like the stadium. So first off, you're elevated. You know, like it's just like there's so many there's so many factors to it where it's just like do you like you're basically out there just hitting with wedges, really. Like you're just you're yeah, you're just in the stadium. You just paid eight hundred dollars to fucking just go to Dodger Stadium and just hit some balls, which is again a unique experience, and and it's sold out. It's sold out, man. And they'll probably do it again. Uh, but you know, it's just like Top Golf has found a way to be like, hey, man, we can make a lot of money off people hitting balls. Uh, yeah, eight hundred dollars are going to play Pebble Beach twice. <laughs> Fucking instead, you could decided to go to fucking Dodger Stadium to fucking hit some balls into a baseball field. Okay, yeah, yeah. You're the, you're the dude. Don't beat. shame these people. But anyway, we got to get into the game. We got to talk about it. Like anybody really fucking cares. But this is probably the most unexcited for a fucking Super Bowl I've been in for a while. Uh, I don't know. I've been unexcited. See, I'm in the city of Los Angeles. Has already lost their mind on the because that's family because you got to use the stuff from fast and furious because fast and furious they love family and they're the ramily because they're the rams family uh they uh it's ram's house you know it's all this stuff you know like even the the idea that the rams call sofi home is crazy because it's like you technically share that with the chargers too like it's like it's like y'all are both who cares? Regardless of what's going on, man, I just, I really want the Bengals to win. I don't think they can, but that's where my heart's going. My heart is going into the Cincinnati Bengals because I would just love it if the Rams did all this to get Stafford there. They went all in fucking. If Stafford gets gets to it and loses and is like, eh, you know, I'm a, I'm still all right. I'll tell you one thing. If he wins, he's definitely out. He's riding out into the sunset if they win, and there's no turning back. I promise you Matthew Stafford is leaving if they win. That would be the greatest fuck you to the Rams ever. Yeah, you traded two first-round picks. Bye-bye. I mean, really, it's not a fuck you. He's like, I did what I came here to do. You brought me here to win a Super Bowl. I won the Super Bowl. I'm fucking out. You know what I'm saying? You didn't say how many I had to win. You said win it. I did. Go fuck yourself. Uh, <laughs> now you're getting greedy. You know, like, you know. <laughs> well, they are kind of greedy because, you know, I just. Well, everybody's greedy. Everybody wants more than just one Super Bowl, you know. It just seems that it was like, you know, Vaughn Miller's up for trade. Oh, yeah, he's going to the Rams. Odell Beckham. Oh, yeah, going to the Rams. Like. Yeah, all the players went to the Rams somehow. It's like it doesn't make sense that all these other teams needed players, but they didn't go to them. Like I didn't hear, I didn't hear of the Cardinals getting monster deals at the end of the year, and sure as hell didn't hear the Niners getting anything good. And I know the Chiefs didn't because I that's my fucking team. Chiefs could have used Rod Miller. I mean, Chris Jones has done shit. Well, here's the thing: the fucking Raiders. Even though I mean, it probably wouldn't have been a trade within the division, but the Raiders could have used something like that. Hell, even other NFC teams. If you're not going to keep it within the conference, you know what I'm saying? Like the Packers 
could have used Devon Miller in their situation there because they didn't have a great middle linebacker situation, you know? So, like, there's other teams. Hell, the Vikings could have used some shit, but, I mean, I guess at that time they were still in the playoff hunt. Maybe could have even made the playoffs with a little help back there. So, yeah, it did seem shady that it all went to the team that has the newest stadium that they can host the Super Bowl in, and their owner is a billionaire married to another billionaire i mean honestly dude that's endless money two billionaires it's not fair of course corruption can be involved i would encourage it and also too, the nfl fucking home offices are right across some fucking sofa stadium too so oh, yeah i mean can- on i mean as he's going to get some coffee for the afternoon he could be dropping off a bribe you know, like, uh, yeah, he's got a fucking fat wallet, yellow envelope, yeah, just under his fucking uh, arm. Dee, dee, dee. Oh, yeah, uh, here's your bribe. Oh, yes, yeah, thank you. you. Bye bye. <laughs> go on his merry way. I not even like skip a beat, you know, it's just I, I corruption just... Is, is probably very possible. And, and here's the thing if this Super Bowl game is close. I, I'm, which it probably will be. I will call bullshit on it because we've been having too many close ones. You know what I'm saying? Like where it's just like mm, it shouldn't always be this close. Now, no, like I agree with you. Yeah, it, sh- it, sh- it shouldn't. You're you're trying to make me believe that the level of talent is this good across the board yet during the regular season. That's not the case. What <laughs> what what sense does that make? Like, because if you're going to tell me that in the regular season, a team can get beat by the Dallas Cowboys like 56 to 14, why are we not seeing some of that still in the postseason? Like in the later games, you're going to tell me that's not possible anymore, that these teams are that close together. This those these gladiators are so close that there's no way we can decide it unless it's last second field goal nonsense. Like, get out of here, dude. You're you're. You're trying to make the game work in your favor, and that's why you have human error called referees out there. Because if you wanted this shit to be legit, you could, and it probably wouldn't look that good on paper anymore. Uh, it just wouldn't be as as exciting. And again, dude, I'm not, I, I'm with you on that. Like, I don't, I really don't think the Rams should have lost that game. I mean, they were up what was it, 17 to 3 or something like that? They were, like, well in the driver's seat. And then all of a sudden, some shit starts falling apart in the fourth quarter, and it just didn't seem like it should have, you know? And in the, in the, the, the interception that didn't happen where Matthew Stafford literally threw it to the other guy, like, he literally threw it to the man. He <laughs> threw it to him. Yes. He was like, hey, defensive guy, Here's the ball. I'm going to even put a little air under it, too, so you don't have to worry about it. You can almost cradle it in like a fucking punt. This <laughs> motherfucker still missed it. <laughs> and, and that kills me, too, because, like, really? Like, if you can't catch that, then you shouldn't be fucking playing football. You shouldn't even be an athlete. Like, I don't... Like, that's... That's like some small shit from fucking Sandlot, dude. How do you not catch that? Like, that one's right. Even he caught the one that was right in the glove. Homie, that is right in the glove. And you missed it. 
get the fuck out of here. You are you should be giving your check back at the end of the game. But uh, yeah, dude, Rams, Bengals. I guess we need to talk about who we think is going to win it. Oh, is that people call us conspiracy theorists at all? Here's the thing, dude. Money talks and money corrupts all. And to a certain to a certain level, I am questioning some of this. Now, I want to believe still truly in the integrity of the game, but. Four walk-offs in which the final game was a walk-off touchdown. And then the next weekend, both games are as tight as a, you know, as a game could ever possibly be at the end, where it's just like they weren't tight before, but now it's about as tight as you can get, man. Tight butthole, baby. Tight butthole. It's like, no, dude. One team well had this in hand. The other team looked lost. I mean, again, both weren't even scoring touchdowns, and now all of a sudden they're just scoring frenzies. And as you guys remember, the fucking what the Black Sox, one man was able to fucking scam fucking the World Series. Tim, no, Dunn- no come on now, calm down, calm down. There is more. You got to do your history. Got to do your history. There's more on the Black Sox than just that. But anyway, but like the. You had the Black Sox in 2007. You had the NBA, Tom, Tim, you fucking legitimately saying, Yeah, I was fucking betting on the games I was refereeing. And then that just keeps getting swept in the rug. It's like, So, how, why would it not affect the NFL? I mean, that's the yeah, big. I get, I get it, dude. I mean, and I know it. And it, it, it does seem suspicious in every way. But we're going to, but we're going to get, we're going to give them another year. Why? Because in this, we're gonna give him a year. We're gonna give him a year without Tom Brady. Now, a year without Tom Brady might mean all hell breaks loose. Because Tom Brady was their golden goose. It was the guy that they would ride for almost anything and everything for them to get some publicity. And if they don't have him anymore, this could actually get into the WWE. But with that being said, man. Let's talk about this game coming up. We got the Bengals and the Rams. All right. Both teams, both teams coming out of the number four slot. Home for the first week. Away for the second week. Home for the final game. And victorious on one end. On the way on the other side. But still victorious. Same results. Both four seeds. And I was- I hate, I hate both teams. And the uh, Bengals are the home team now, and the Rams are the visiting team with the uniforms. I'm just like, that's just fucking stupid. <laughs> I was like, but they're both the number four seed. But and one of them had a better record, so the Rams should be the home team, right? Right. But I guess they don't want them in the white uniforms. They want them in the blue uniforms. Okay. Well, yeah. <laughs> yes, dude. <laughs> Shake your head. Okay. I, mean, I guess they just, you know, whatever they want to do. The corruption will continue on. Now, everybody's talking Bengals. I guess I'll talk it too. I don't see any reason to go with the Rams because they've been there before and have lost. And honestly, <sighs> The, as much as I want to believe the Bengals will go on in time as the one of the few teams that gets there multiple times and never wins the Super Bowl, 
they keep trying to compare Joe Burrow to not only Tom Brady, but also Joe Montana. And like at this point, they are salivating for the new great white guy. And I think they're going to just anoint him regardless of what Matthew Stafford wants. The whole Kansas City Chiefs game room was like, I mean, you could over under it was like 30 times he mentions Tom Brady and Joe Burrow in the same sentence. So, yes, they really want Joe Burrow to take the mantle of, look, this is the face of the league. Look at him. I'm just so disgusted because I have nothing against Joe Burrow, but like, dude, like something ain't right. Yeah, <laughs> it's like just something ain't right, man. Yeah, we gotta talk about it, but it's just like, goddamn Rams, fucking just pull this off so we can fucking shut up about Joe Burrow. That's it, right? And you can't ride it on Matthew Stafford because, like. Matthew Stafford was, let's be honest, the last white quarterback as as far as they're concerned. Garoppolo, ugh, they, ugh, Italian. Oh, Italian, yeah. You know, they, 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 they let him lose already once to Patrick Mahomes. They're like, at least that boy's half white. His mama's white. We'll let him win. <laughs> now, that they true that. It's yes. true, because when it became him against an all-white quarterback of the beautiful, pure Tom Brady, he got his ass stomped. Now, this next one... You've got old white and young white. And I really feel like they're just going to give it to the young white because the old white has already murmured that he might retire. They're like, well, then fuck you. You don't have any value for us if you win, if you leave. You know, so they're just going to be like, well, we get more value out of Joe Burrow because we know he's going to stick around. And so we can be like, Joe Burrow, who's already won his first Super Bowl. Joe Burrow, it was only two years into his career. Joe Burrow, Joe Burrow, Tom Brady, Joe Burrow, Joe Montana, Tom, John, Tom, Joe, 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 Tom, Joe, 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 Tom, Joe, Tom. And it's like that, that Bengals defense is just straight garbage, dude. I mean, I wouldn't say they're straight garbage, but they're not as good as they're Pretending. shown to be. I, don't, I mean, I'm not exactly sure what's going on there. Uh, Patrick Mahomes that day. If it was a Titans defense, so yeah, I could see. But no, that defense, like, like what? They like just magically went into the locker room and then said, this is how we shut down Kelsey and Hill. Heal the fucking most dangerous wide receiver in the fucking league, and he only catches one pass. Like, like I just don't, I, I just don't get it. Like it. Yeah, <laughs> I don't either. And plus, there was a lot of holding that was happening from the Bengals, and it's so oh, wow. funny. Like you could see it because they would show the replays, and Romo wouldn't even say anything about it. Wouldn't even say anything. I was like. Well, you know, you know, they- on any other game, Romo, you'd be like, "Oh, you got away with a little holding there." Didn't even say anything. Wouldn't even acknowledge the whole thing. And I was like, mm, all right, Tony. Yeah, because he knew that somebody was staying in the corner with like, no, don't say it. <laughs> Jim Nance. And also, too, Shane would uh, go into the fourth quarter. Bubba was like, hey, Jim, uh, you knew it was going to be a tiger in the fourth quarter. Oh, oh, yes, I did. Well, on paper, it wouldn't be a fucking tie in the fourth quarter. No, it wouldn't. Uh, just, yeah, it's just, it's, 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 it's not, it's not great. I don't like it, but, uh, hey, it, the it, 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 it happened. There's yeah. no black coaches and there's no black quarterbacks in the Super Bowl. Yes. Uh, 
no, 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 no black representation. But all the guys who are going to hit each other hard and give each other concussions, well, they're yeah. out there. It is terrible, man, because, like, oh, God, dude, it's just like, the only thing I'm looking forward to is a halftime show because it's Dre, Eminem, Snoop Dogg. Oh, a halftime show full of black people? <laughs> For the Super Bowl, yes. Well, Drake. It's so funny is that like the Super Bowl is going to be full of black artists, and on a time when they're just like, "Hey, you know what? They don't do nothing for black people." Black people are like, "Uh, I want to go do something for the NFL's halftime show." It's like maybe this isn't like check out the climate. Maybe y'all should wait before y'all start doing stuff. Unless in the middle of the halftime show, y'all have like a tribute to Mike Tomlin, like the only black coach. I would love that, dude. If they did a whole Mike, like everybody's wearing Steelers stuff, and just the whole thing is a tribute to Mike Tomlin. Well, I, I thought would lose, I would lose my shit with joy. Well, I thought too because it was like, uh, uh, you know, the stadium is in Inglewood, and uh, Dre is from. No, it's obvious is because it's in L.A. Inglewood, but yeah, I know that's why they're doing it. Inglewood saying from fucking when Dre was growing up, man. No, it's it's definitely different. And plus, his ass is in some nice part of town. His ass ain't over there no more. Community, man, like Keyshawn is. (laughs) They're in gated communities in Riverside and shit. But, uh... I know why they have these artists there. It has nothing to do with the actual race relations in the NFL. It's because they're in Inglewood up to no good. And also, Dre was at the game that we attended. I mean, but he didn't look like... And I always thought he was a Raiders fan. He's just probably there just to be there. I know, but I thought he was a Raiders fan growing up. That's he all. probably was, but again, he's just there to be there. You know, he's a fucking billionaire. He can just be wherever he wants to be. The Raiders were the fucking black team that represented the fucking working class of fucking L.A., dude. Dr. Dre don't care. That man wore a sequenced leotard back in the day because he thought it was cool. <laughs> All right. Well, anyway, folks, on that note, that's another episode of the Ricky Williams trilogy. Catch us next week when we have our Super Bowl show. Oh, what? I got a tribute to fucking Tom Brady real fast, dude. Oh, well, I was going to I was going to say our 34 of the week was probably going to be Tom. You want to give a tribute to Tom Brady? Do you have a you have a speech lined out for this man? All right, everybody. Well, our 34 of the week, I assume Tom Brady for announcing his retirement. I didn't realize that Duke here has a full on just tribute to the man. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to hear it. This side is for you, Tom Brady. That's right, Tom Brady. You're fucking dead to me. That's right. You fucking took 22 years of football away from me. Okay? My prime time of my life, dude. So, good guy. Goodbye, Tom Brady. Ding down the witch's death. And I hope you don't get into the fucking Hall of Fame on the first ballot. I just hope you fucking don't. Wow. All right. First off, Tom Brady is definitely getting in first ballot. Uh, The only other person that uh deserves it and hasn't received it and i'll say it right now is barry bonds 
even though that man plays for a team that I don't like. The Writers Association gave this motherfucker seven MVPs. These same writers are going to be like, well, no, you can't be in the Hall of Fame. What the fuck are you talking about? You literally gave him more MVPs than any other baseball player in the history of the game, knowing this motherfucker was probably on steroids. But then when it comes to putting him in the Hall of Fame, it's like, well, no, you can't be in the Hall of Fame, but you can be the best player in baseball. Get the fuck out of here. Just stupid. But any yeah, it is. The writers should have no right to vote anymore. They like again, if you hadn't played the game, don't write about it. But whatever that being said, I have some nice words to say about Tom Brady. Tom Brady, I don't feel like you ruined anything. I feel like you showed us what greatness could be if somebody believes in you and things might be rigged in your favor. I don't know if they are. I don't really, I can't prove any of that. But if somebody, but, but people did believe in this man, you know? Things happen, circumstances as they were. They decided to change the offense because they believed in this kid. They're like, he'll listen to what we have to say. Let's get it done with him. He did it. He did his job right. And eventually he became a star. Should he have been? Probably not. Scrawny little kid coming out of Michigan. Barely had any pubic hair. But then he gets a supermodel wife. He wins a few Super Bowls. And it's time for him to be the face of the NFL. And he was a chiseled face at that. I'll tell you, he's a handsome man. Good looking guy. I understand why in Ted, they were trying to steal his seed. Uh, with that being said, though, man, thanks, Tom, for the years. Thank you for finally leaving. I can only hope Patrick can cause the problems that you did, but we'll see. His behavior lately has been suspect. Is that all? <laughs> you don't want to say you're a beautiful biracial baby? Well, no, we still have to do the whole other stuff, man. But anyway... Folks, thanks again for listening to another episode of the Ricky Williams Trilogy. Make sure you find us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, and find us on everything in which you enjoy your podcasts on. And, of course, find us under the www.fumblerooskysports.com. I should have done it like real old people style and been like, World Wide Web. Um, And then let's see, anything else we want to add before we leave Duke? Uh, yes. Thank you, listeners out there. Uh, be excellent to each other and um, enjoy the Super Bowl. And yeah, oh, we got the USL coming up, though. So, you know, hey, that's I mean, fuck it. The, the Olympics are coming up if you want to just get excited about dog shit entertainment and go <laughs> and go, Chiefs. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, the uniforms cover too much. But go go Chiefs, led by the beautiful biracial Patrick Mahomes, who must have had a mild brain aneurysm or a stroke in the second half of last week's game. And I hope he can figure out something, because by the time his sweet little daughter is old enough to understand right and wrong, I hope she's old enough to tell her daddy that he played very wrong that day. You damn straight.